Laura was becoming unsure about what to do with the monster in her closet. He shouldn't have been there. She wasn't a little girl. She was a grown woman with a full-time job and a roof over her head that she paid for herself with her full-time job. She had food in the fridge, dishes in the drying rack, and dress pants pressed. Who had time or inclination to deal with monsters when there was work to be done, friends to have drinks with and love to pursue? Besides, the world was filled with enough scary stories as it was. Robbers, rapists, famines, and wars. Every day on the way to work, she passed people more unfortunate than she, and she knew if she stopped for a second, she would become a part of them, hungry all the time. She suspected she had a few scary stories lurking inside her, and she spent the better part of some nights guessing what they might be. So the monster came at the right time in her life. She had just put her dog to sleep because of his eye tumors. She had also recently kicked out her boyfriend because he thought she was his mother. She told him he was mistaken, that she was not his mother. And then she helped him pack his things, fed him lunch, and kissed him goodbye. After Bumblebee went to sleep and the boyfriend was sent on his way, her apartment smelled empty and her sheets were cold. She lay around on the couch when she didn't have to be at work and kept telling herself not to feel sad. She had a lot going for her. The loneliness made her sick and pale. Nothing made her feel better, and she wondered if the loneliness had been there all along, but that she had somehow avoided looking it in the face until now. The monster appeared on Laura's worst night. She was counting the dead bugs in the ceiling light when a low snuffling sound came from her closet. She was afraid because she thought it was a mouse, or worse, some city creature toughened by concrete and fed by garbage, the kind that could chew through walls and end up featured in the weird news section of newspapers. She approached the closet and turned the knob slowly, so she wouldn't startle whatever was inside. When she opened the door, she found the monster curled up on her shoeboxes, amid clothes that had fallen off their hangers. He was about the size of a large raccoon, but lithe and hairless, with skin the color and texture of old scabs. He had bat-like ears and a beak-like snout from which sharp teeth protruded in cockeyed directions. His eyes were bright and bulbous, and his front feet were long and dexterous, tipped with curved claws. The monster gave a gurgling cheep that seemed to mean hello. Laura didn't run. She was intrigued by the little beast. She felt close to him, even though he could have been from a toxic waste dump or from a litter of chupacabras. Here was the cutest little nightmare she had ever seen, far more benign than her own nightmares, an almost comforting knot in her daily string of scary stories. She held out her hand, and the monster snuffled it, nuzzled it, then came creeping out of the closet into the full light of the room, cheeping all the while. The monster had scars on his back, and his ribs stuck out beneath his scab skin. You poor thing, Laura said. The monster's belly grumbled from the air winding through his intestines, apparently without any obstacles. Let's get you something to eat.